0: And welcome to the Dawkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. That Strange Show, Throwdown Thursday, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Three Guys That Horror, The New and Improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Audio Files 2.0.
1: This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the last twenty minutes of the movie. That That's about what right. the game is. It's fucking monsters tearing up a fuck it's a fucking city.
0: Secret underground hideouts, cinema with Harrison Smith, Dorks the Podcast, The Dorkening, Black and White Fright, The Wicked Horror Show. Subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. <laughs> oh. At this lonely crossroad in the Carpathian Mountains, four travelers find themselves abandoned at nightfall by a local coach driver who was afraid to go any further. There's no driver! A coach with horses that knew the way. A table laid for four. Was this kindly hospitality? Isn't your master joining us for dinner? No, sir. I'm afraid not. Is he indisposed? He's dead. Why should a dead man be interested in entertaining guests? Dracula, prince of darkness, king of the vampires. For ten years, his mortal remains were cherished by his faithful servant, awaiting the opportunity and a victim to provide the life force for the reincarnation of Dracula. A strange premonition warns the guests at Castle Dracula that their host is ready to receive them. I must kill him. He is already dead. He is undead, Mr. Kent. He can be destroyed, but not killed. You don't need, Charles.
1: And you are listening to Boobs, Blood, and Badasses, the Hammer Horror Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris.
2: And I am your co-host, Ro Lorne.
1: And tonight we are discussing, discussing the Hammer Horror film, horror Dracula, film. Prince of Darkness. And uh, this is the return of Christopher Lee to the role from the next several movies. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Which is great, considering he's been pretty much... Kind of missing. Um, so in the last one, due to and then he needed a paycheck. Yep. <laughs> Probably burned through his money pretty fast back then. Of course, they didn't pay him a lot back then either. So.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So you think about oh well you know I, why did he why did he need a paycheck again? Well, they didn't pay a lot, and you know you kind of overspend your budget sometimes. Oh yeah. So and he wasn't uh he wasn't the um the man with the golden gun yet. So, you know, that that uh, big paycheck from the Bond people hadn't come in yet. I mean, compared to the Bond movies, the the, the Hammer movies are pretty low budget. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, the the Bond movies have always been huge studio productions. <laughs>
2: Right, and I actually think I read that there's some rumors that some of the reason that uh, Christopher Lee never really has any lines, it goes back and forth between him hating the pre-written lines and also the studios not wanting to pay him more.
1: (laughs) Oh, the director's saying, oh, because a vampire doesn't need to talk, he just uses his body language, so I didn't write him any lines, and that's that's talked about in the commentary with christopher lee as well um most of the commentary for this movie on the uh the original blu-ray release and then as well on the scream factory re-release which has two additional commentaries on this movie has like three commentaries it's crazy um lee lee and and his fellow um people on the commentary like barbara shelley is on the commentary with him and uh whoops i just lost the uh link to the movie hold on um barbara shelley is on the on this with him who else is on the commentary with him? Uh, Barbara Shelley, Andrew Fear, not Andrew Fear. Um, I think Francis Matthews. They're they're on the. the he's on it with a few people, and they talk about. Yeah. um Mostly talk about Dracula, uh, horror of Dracula, before they finally get to this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But we're gonna jump right into it now. Um, right. What is the plot synopsis for Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and when All did right. it come out?
2: So Prince of Darkness premiered january twelfth, nineteen sixty six, and Prince of Darkness is a direct sequel to Horror of Dracula, unlike our last movie. So our film opens with a recap of a few scenes from Horror of Dracula. And uh after those kind of scenes wrap up, the film goes on to explain that it has been ten years since the demise of Dracula. Um after the recap, the film begins with a funeral outside of a town in which the locals are about to drive a stake through a young girl in the heart um, out of fear that she will come back as a vampire. Right before she is staked, Father Sandor, played by Andrew Kier, rides up on a horseback to stop their ceremony and give her a proper burial. He believes this is all unnecessary, as Dracula is dead. After the funeral, S- uh, Sandor stops at the inn and meets our four main characters a group of two couples from britain who came to Kleinsberg to travel charles played by francis matthews his brother alan played by charles tingwell and their wives deanna played by susan farmer and helen played by barbara shelley father sander warns them not to go to the castle uh, in carlsbad on their journey the next morning on their way out of town their carriage driver refuses to take them to carlsbad and leaves them stranded on the road near the castle. While the group debates staying in a rundown wooden shack nearby, a mysterious driverless carriage comes by and takes them to the castle. Once at the castle, they see the table is set for them. Their luggage is set up in the rooms and they are greeted by a mysterious servant, Clove, played by Philip Latham. He tells them that his late master, Count Dracula, always requested that the castle be ready for visitors. Everyone except Helen, is relieved to have a good meal and a warm bed to sleep in. During the night, Alan follows Clove into the basement and is stabbed and then used to bring Dracula back to life. He is suspended above the Count's coffin, his throat is slit, and as the blood drains from him into Dracula's ashes, Dracula is reborn. Meanwhile, Clove tells Helen she needs to see her husband immediately and leads her downstairs to where the newly awakened Dracula is. Dracula, played by Christopher Lee, immediately bites her and turns her into a vampire. The next morning Charles and Diana awake to find their friends missing and initially decide to leave. Charles then tells Diana to wait by the shack while he goes back to investigate. Back in the castle Charles finds the body of Alan. Uh, Clove brings Diana back to the castle and she's almost bitten by Helen until Dracula stops her. Surrounded by vampires, Charles uses a makeshift cross from a broken sword and Diana uses her cross necklace to keep the vampires away, and they flee back to town. Back in town, I, sta- I sorry. Back in town, as Diana is recuperating, they sat or they stay at the monastery with Sander. He tells Charles about how to defeat the vampires, and introduces him to an insane man, Ludwig, played by Thorley Walters, who was also rescued from the castle. As everyone prepares for the night to keep safe. Clove brings Dracula and Helen's coffins to the monastery. Once night falls, Ludwig invites them in. Helen bites Diana's arm, but Dracula pulls her away in time, and she is captured and taken away, and Helen is captured and killed. Sander and Charles follow Clove and the coffins on horseback to the castle, but on the way, the wagon tips over after Clove is shot and tosses the coffins into a bed of ice below. Diana is rescued, and Charles and Dracula fight on the ice bed. Sander shoots the ice around Dracula's feet to break it up, and Dracula falls into the icy water below. The credits roll as Dracula's face is shown submerged under the ice.
1: Yes, where we will um, lead into our next movie, but we'll get there when we get there. So, (laughs) yeah, they do this recap in the beginning, which is totally fine. Then we switch over to A Funeral in the Woods with uh, Father Shandor. What does Shandor sound like? Oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. So the father's name reminds me of this famous scene. about to enter our world, and this building is obviously the door. The architect's name was Evo Shandor. I found it in Tobin's spirit guide. He was also a doctor. Performed a lot of unnecessary surgery. And then in 1920, he started a secret society.
0: Let me guess. Gozer worshippers. Right. No
1: studying. And that is the <laughs> late, great Harold Ramis as Egon Spangler in Ghostbusters.
2: Yes! <laughs> yes. I didn't even think about that. And I'm <laughs>
1: wondering if... Because I, I, I've never done a lot of research in Ghostbusters. I kind of just watch whatever's on documentaries, and I do have a Ghostbuster Ultimate Guide, and I'm a big fan of the, sh- the shows. But I've never done any research on where they come up with some of the names for these ghosts and what, no, they're, what they're pulling them from. So I'm wondering if maybe Ivan uh, – Her- um, God, I'm sorry. Dan Aykroyd, who was the script writer for Ghostbusters and also play you know, Ray Stantz, um, was watching Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and goes, hey, that that sounds like an awesome name for an evil scientist who did uh, human sacrifices on the roof of a building in New York City. Right? (laughs) In the upcoming movie Ghostbusters 3, or whatever it's going to be called next year, uh, Egon Spangler will be brought back to life in the use of deleted scenes and alternate takes from the original Ghostbuster movies for flashback sequences when they reference Egon. Oh cool yeah a lot of fans are very happy with this Harold Ramis' wife approved uh, widow approved it so oh. it, and uh, so they wanted to honor Egon in a, a better way than just having him be a fucking statue in the background like they did in that shitty silly. 2016 movie
2: Fucking awful man.
1: Oh God I hate that movie and this is not the podcast to go over it but let's just put my foot down right now the 2016 <laughs> Ghostbuster movie sucked and it had nothing to do with it all being women.
2: No, I mean, as a woman, I thought it was garbage.
1: Thank so. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I say this to certain people and they're like, oh, well, you're just a man who just can't stand a movie about strong female leads. And I'm like, right. <laughs> it's right up there with Electra and Catwoman. Brilliant yeah. movies. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, moving on. Because this is the Ghostbuster podcast. <laughs> so there's a woman in the woods who I guess has been turned into a vampire. Who turned her into a vampire? is she one of the women from brides of dracula are there other vampires out there they never explain this no no no
2: and I, mean, I feel like they kind of were pretending that the second movie didn't happen at all which i was fine with but that first scene i don't know i thought it was just to establish that people were still scared but then sander was like no i'm not scared no vampires it's been 10 years so i i don't know
1: yeah. Then they're about to stake the girl. Um, there seems to be like good cop, bad cop going on here with the two priests.
2: <laughs> yeah, I that scene was really funny too because I mean she had her hands over her chest and they were just going to stake her, I guess, through her hands, which is fine. <laughs> but there's, I mean, he uh, Sanders stops it anyway. There's I'm a lot of. of um,
1: there's a lot of. Um... There is a lot of subtle text in this movie of a bunch of men standing around a woman who is vulnerable and about to be staked with a phallic mm-hmm. object against her will. I'm not saying it. I'm just pointing out what I'm seeing in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds Blocks. like a ready, uh, the beginning of a bukkake to me, but <laughs> speaking of Ghostbusters happy. 2016, but <laughs> that again
2: <laughs> I was just happy to see... Um,
1: Roe was happy there was to see boobs something blue and boobs, blood again. Blue and... and blood, yes, yes. Yeah, so glad. It, it takes a little while to get there, but we do get there it's... in this movie. Um, so then we switch over to our four main characters in the pub. Our fifth main character is the priest introduced, but then we have our four main characters, who mm-hmm. are as such played by uh, there's Helen, Charles, Diana, and Alan, played by Barbara Shelley. Father uh, Francis Matthews, Susan Farmer, and Charles Bud Tingwell. Um, father Shandor. Sandor. Okay, it's, they say it like Shandor, but yeah, it says but Sandor. It's
2: Sandor. Yeah,
1: Right, 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 right. So our good father, who died in 1997, was in uh, several other Hammer productions, as well as a long, 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 long film career going back to 1950 on the dot. He... Uh, has a great uh, Doctor Who little thing in Daleks Invasion Earth twenty one fifty A D. Oh, that's actually, awesome! Yeah, so that was a Doctor Who movie. Then we have Susan Farmer, the lovely Susan Farmer, who plays the innocent uh, final girl um, yeah. of our picture. She survives, whereas her best her bestie does not. Had a string of horror movies such as Monster of Terror, Chinese Dagger, Leap in the Dark. Various things here and there, but nothing the which I really stands out to me that I've seen.
2: No, the only really interesting thing that I thought was that um, this movie and Rasputin, the mad monk, were filmed back to back with almost all the same cast and like the same mem like and the same sets and stuff. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and who uh, played Rasputin? Yeah, and then I think <laughs> uh, I want to say it was Susan um, and whoever played uh, who was her husband this time, guy who played um Charles he oh Francis yeah. yeah so Susan and Francis also were in a film not too long after this isn't it or, funny there's or, an
1: actor named Charles Bud Tingwell he plays Alan.
2: Yeah, but just really the guy who Charles. played
1: Charles is played by Francis. Just yeah, so out. Okay, yeah, I think okay.
2: Francis and Susan, who were the who were married in this one, played uh, siblings in a different movie. Like right, either right before or right after, which that might have must have been interesting.
1: Well, that <laughs> happened in uh, 2015 and 2014. In 2014, Elizabeth Olsen, the better looking of the Olsen trio. And oh, yeah. um, the kick-ass actor were husband and wife in Godzilla 2014. And then they play twin brother and sister. Oh, I'm sorry. They were playing twin brother and sister prior to that in Captain America, the first Avenger in the <laughs> post credit scene. And then they oh. came back for Avengers Age of Ultron playing the twins, Mac, um, uh, the Maximoff twins, Wander and Pietro, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: and I guess that actor who played Quicksilver is coming back for WandaVision. Oh, okay. Because WandaVision is going to be um, about like Wanda and Vision living in a 1950s kind of like happy-go-lucky way. Hmm. And it's going to be alluding to Wanda using her powers in really bad ways that are altering reality. And I guess this is possibly going to be the lead-in for why Wanda is Dr. Strange's pupil in Dr. Strange in the Mountain of uh, the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's all kind of tied together. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: okay, so Charles Bud Tingwell, also um, a long reputed actor in uh, several productions, Better Roses, Something in the Air, Totally Full Frontal, Home and Away, The Late Show, um, had a career that went all the way back to 1939.
2: Holy shit!
1: Yes. <laughs> then we had Francis Matthews, who was also in *The Revenge of Frankenstein*, which also just, by the way, came out recently from Screen Factory. Oh yay! <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, when we get back to our *The Frankenstein* documentary, the 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 the, ah, the Frankenstein series, he was also in *The Adventures of Robin Hood*, *The Adventures of Charlie Chan*, and like a million and million things. Some of these actors or whatever just bit part actors, and they just work everywhere. Yeah. The big notice of this group of people is um, Barbara Shelley, who was in Village of the Damned, the original, not the remake starring uh, Superman, Christopher Reeve, um, and Star Wars' Mark Hamill, but the original Village of the Damned from the 1960s. Uh, In fact, 1960. She did that just six years prior to this. She was also in Blood Mm -hmm. of the Vampire. and Her career goes back to 1953, and she is still alive today. And she is considered to be one of Hammer's uh, most uh, sexiest actresses, uh, one of their most <laughs> voluptuous actresses as well. Uh, as she appears in several um, uh, scenes with her cleavage completely hanging out, also yes, there's also a production yeah. still or something of Christopher Lee putting his hand on her chest.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was very pleased to see that the the boobs were back. Right. <laughs> they- Thank
1: God. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So we have our four people at the pub having dinner, and they meet the uh, our Father Sebastian, who's like more like a friar, I guess, because he refers to yeah. people as brother. Yeah. During this time, while these scenes are going on, and we, um, you know, we're meeting our four people. Uh, Susan Farmer is the most fetching of the two in her outfit in the striped shirt. She is just like the perkiest boobs.
2: Oh, I know. She's
1: just so cute too. I know. <laughs> but she's not the one who becomes a vampire. That's Barbara. Am Which I, I would wait, I, I, I actually right? did guess
2: right. that going in cuz you know Barbara the whole time <clears throat> or Helen the whole time was like, "Oh, this place is bad news, man. Like I don't trust it. We got to get we got to the fuck out of here." So I was like, "Oh, yeah, you know, skeptic She'll probably make it, but nope. She's like, she's gone. Time to be a vampire.
1: Now, during the commentary on the Blu-rays for this film, Lee is t- actually talks about working um, at the beginning of his career with Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in the background of the scene while they're at the pub, who the hell mounts a rabbit head on the wall? Oh, I know. I thought I noticed that too. I thought it was really weird. A little bit, just a little bit.
2: He was like, "Congrats, you got a rabbit." <laughs>
1: <laughs> they go out to the castle, and a carriage, a a um a riderless carriage shows up. How do you think they did this scene? Do you think the horses were just trained to ride the carriage out until someone stopped them, like the guy, the animal trainer was off screen?
2: Oh yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I guess because there, there was a couple different camera angles. Like when it first comes on, I I could not really tell what was happening until they like, actually stopped it. So I'm probably for. Probably when it was coming up, there might have been someone hidden. But I think if the, those close-up ones, those like little jump cuts maybe, I, those horses probably were trained enough to run off. But there could have been someone hidden, I guess.
1: <laughs> a, a lot of times when cars are being driven driverless, such as like in the Transformer movies or maybe in Knight Rider, um, the person was wiring all black or maybe they're wearing green digital Or they're hiding inside the seat itself, and they're barely seeing through the front of the car. And the car is actually not moving that fast to not cause an accident. Right. Um, And it's just being sped up. It's just being sped up so that way they can see what's going on. Right. By the way, while they're riding through the forest, um, you know, and the carriage is, like, shaking back and forth like it's the set of Star Trek – (laughs) <laughs> they're in the greenest forest I've ever seen in one of these movies, and they're in the yeah, drabest colors too. Even in the blue that the girl is wearing, or like the stripes that uh the the you know uh, what's her name is wearing, Susan is wearing. They're still very drab, draw uh, uh diluted colors compared to the green lush of the forest behind them.
2: Oh yeah, and I wonder too. If part of that is because it was definitely. I mean, not the whole thing, because I think some of it does take place during the day but so much of it was filmed as um day for night which which might have added to it too because the colors are definitely construed i guess when they do day for night shooting in the dark in the woods is hard and
1: expensive so we're assuming rides never takes place now is this the same castle that was that was in horror dracula is it being kept up pretty well by dracula's manservant who kills one of our uh kills um Alan? Th- th- well yeah he kills Alan sorry yeah so he yeah. kills Alan the character yeah Charles lives on played <laughs> yeah. by Francis okay yeah a- Charles who plays Alan dies yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second so is the house being kept up for the last 10 years by this guy did I guess Peter so. Cushing go to a different castle in the last movie
2: okay so in all of them the castle looks completely different like this one is a lot more bright not quite the dark gray and dark reds that uh in horror and not quite as opulent as the one in um in brides so I, they're all different they look so all of them look so different i just pretended that it's the same one i'll just pretend <laughs> it was not even remotely the same castle <laughs> Even on the outside, like I don't think they use the same like matte painting.
1: The table is set for four people, and their luggage is already out before they can even figure out what was going on. And I thought that was a neat trick until I forgot there was this manservant living there.
2: Yeah, I thought that. I thought the same thing. I was like, "Ooh, how spooky!" But I mean, <coughs> oh, he's kind of spooky, I guess. They call him. Who, someone calls him like Dusty, and I thought was really funny. I think it was Charles calls him. He's like Dusty, like the castle. <laughs> like, oh clove but i guess i mean i guess not entirely because clove's not really a good guy but you know he was he's weird he's interesting
1: clove (laughs) is played by philip Laham, who is according to imdb still alive today of course the last thing he ever did was in 1990 but he worked another hammer film such as hammer house of horror which is a television series that i might cover on my other podcast the dead tv podcast one day Um, as we have enough movies to cover on this podcast, um, he was also in the Avengers, not Captain America's Avengers, but the one starting, uh, Emma Peel. Yeah. And then his career goes all the way back to 1955. He was also in Alice in Wonderland and Jesus of Nazareth, where he played a Roman soldier. Uh, very famous old, uh, production of, uh, TV series, miniseries from the fifties of, uh, the crucifixion of Jesus.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty funny.
1: Uh, um, let's, okay, so he, um, I don't know, he pulls out that ladle of soup to serve everybody, and it's like, one ladle, I don't know, that just would not fill me up.
2: Yeah, I thought the same thing. I also didn't even realize those were bowls. I thought they were plates. Uh, I don't know. I guess soup was just easy <laughs> to do.
1: It don't look like wine they're drinking.
2: No. No, it looks like grape juice, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: it yeah it's very light i mean i guess it could be a rose but it really wasn't that it didn't look that good
1: <laughs> when the girls go to dress uh, when the girls go to dress when the girls go to bed uh susan uh has a lovely see-through gown yes <laughs> and we can see everything to the <laughs> most part
2: that whole scene was pretty interesting because I wasn't expecting to actually. Well, first of all, I wasn't expecting to see the guys get pretty undressed. Like he get he starts to like button down his shirt, which I thought was interesting. And then they actually show the couple sleeping in the bed together, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit! Are we in this time frame? We can finally show couples sleeping in a bed together."
1: <laughs> it's 1966. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first couple to do that was, uh, people. some people say it was um, the Honeymooners, but I say that is wrong. I mm-hmm. think it was um, the animated family, the Flintstones, was the first one to show a couple sleeping in a bed together. Oh,
2: shit. Huh. Yeah, I guess that that's fair. Before <laughs> Pebbles
1: was born, uh, they slept in separate beds. And then when Pebbles was born, uh, whenever they went to bed, they would be in the same bed together, cuddling each other.
2: <laughs> oh, that's cute. Wow, I didn't even notice that.
1: <laughs> uh, one of our guests decides to start snooping around the castle, which will become let him become victim number one as uh, as Clove decides to bonk him on the head, hang him upside down, bring out Dracula's ashes, which are been kept in preservation for the last 10 years. Why did it take 10 years to bring back Dracula? That's never explained.
2: Yeah, I mean, you would think that somewhere someone would have just passed the castle and that Clove would have just been like, been able to get them Also, and cast them.
1: why doesn't Van Helsing have Dracula's ashes in safekeeping someplace?
2: Yeah. Did, I mean, did Clove go through? I'm, so the ashes looked like they blew away. So, like, Clove go through the house and, like, pick up all the ashes.
1: Every <laughs> single piece of ash took ten years to find. <laughs> he is that dedicated I, to his master.
2: Yeah. I mean, he sat there for ten years by himself looking out the house. So, you know, he's a... He's very dedicated.
1: Apparently so. Um, When he cuts open our helpless victim, that does not look like blood whatsoever.
2: No, I thought it was kind of like, it looked like tomato sauce. It
1: (laughs) It was so gross. It's grosser than blood.
2: Yeah, it's like really thick and (laughs) smushy. It looked really bad.
1: (laughs) It's all soupy and like bubbly and stuff. I'm sorry, but I've seen an animal cut open and poured out. I'm assuming a person's Um. the same way. Yeah,
2: someone just, like, I mean, it was nice that it was bright and bloody, like Hammer Horror Blood is, and that there was a lot of it. I was very excited about that. But, yeah, it looked like someone emptied a can of, like, pasta sauce into the coffin. (laughs) 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 Although I did read, too, that that scene had to be cut in several different versions. Um, It had to be cut initially. So it could get past the censors. And then I think some other versions when it was initially like released, um, it was cut again for like other countries or like um, other, I don't know, like DVD versions or something. Because uh-huh. it, was, it was definitely a longer scene. Same with when Helen gets staked. So that was interesting. Because it was already pretty... I mean, it was pretty decent.
1: The director of the movie was uh, Terrence Fisher, and I think this was his last Dracula movie that he would work on.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think it was... I can't remember if it was just Terrence Fisher. I might have been reading a different producer, too. There's a couple other producers attached to this. Oh, no, it was the screenplay I was thinking of. Yeah, because I was waiting for Terrence Fisher's name to pop up on the credits. And it took a while. I think he was there. So I'm always excited to see that <laughs> pop up.
1: So when Dracula comes back, he's, uh, he's such a badass that he doesn't have any dialogue. He's just like, I don't need to say anything. My presence alone. And the mm-hmm. only dialogue he has the whole movie is... <laughs> That's it.
2: <laughs> and then a little weird, strange little sounding scream at the very end
1: when he falls into the ice. Right, 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 right. We'll definitely get there. The Blu ray that came out from Scream Factory. So I have the other Blu ray that came out um, from uh, MagnaVision. Um, and it had. So these are the stats on it. Audio commentary of Christopher Lee, Susan Farmer, Francie Matthews, and Barbara Shelley. So that's pretty much everybody except for. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's everybody. Before, um, that is everybody except Charles. Right. Okay, so that is a full cast right there of their main characters. With the exception of the priest, who also died, obviously, a long time ago. That has also been recorded not for that Blu-ray, but for a Laserdisc that came out years prior. Oh, ha, that's interesting. Yeah, Laserdiscs had bonus material on them, which I was not aware of. Me neither. <laughs> There's also been a commentary recorded by Screen Factory with uh, filmmaker Constantine Nazier and writer-producer Steve Haberman and a commentary with author Troy Howarth. I don't know who Troy Howarth is, though, so I'm going to need to look him up right now. Maybe he was just a big fan of the movie.
2: Uh, Yeah.
1: But, God, three commentaries for this movie. That's crazy. Uh, He's a a modern-day writer, written a couple scripts, been in a couple things. Um, hmm. Nothing I Have Read or Seen, uh, wrote uh, The Haunted World of uh, Mario Bava, and wrote a Lucio Fulci uh, biography. Oh, cool. And then uh, the other bonus material, which is also carried over from the previous release, uh, besides the Chris Lee commentary, is World of Hammer episode Dracula and the Undead, Back to Black, The Making of Dracula, Prince of Darkness, uh, Super 8 millimeter behind behind-the-scenes footage, theatrical trailers, and still gallery. But kudos to Scream Factory for putting out these amazing Blu-ray releases of Hammer movies: Horror of Dracula, The Seven Golden Vampires, Frankenstein Created Woman, *Scars of Dracula*. Sorry, not *Horror of Dracula*. Let me start over. *Scars of Dracula*, *Frankenstein Created Woman*, *The Seven Legends*, *The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires*, and *Horror of Dracula*. Uh, Frank, God damn it, *Horror of Frankenstein* have all been released by Scream Factory now.
2: Yeah, which is super awesome because some of them are really hard to find.
1: Yeah, but now they're not not hard to find whatsoever. Yeah. because uh, these these are not gonna go out of print. Like or they're not gonna completely sell out. Like let's say uh the Blu ray release of Candyman sold out when it first came out. You know, it's it's oh, it's back in stock now, but when it first came out from Screen Factory, that sold out. It people have yeah. been waiting for a Blu-ray H D version of 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 Candyman. But uh these are really older movies that are gonna have like you know, fans and niche audiences, but they're definitely not going to sell out like Candyman. So right, we, have right. no, we have no fear of that, but it's great that we have access to these movies when we get to these films. Uh, the next Screen Factory film will be uh, Scars of Dracula, but we, we got a couple that were released on the Warner Brothers Horror Film Collection coming up next, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. So the first victim of Dracula, um, not counting the guy who got hung upside down, is Barbara Shelley's character
2: she clove just after like luring alan basically into get his throat slit clove just goes back up like oh my god your husband you need to come down and see him right now and helen's just like oh shit all right and it was immediately a trap and uh helen gets caught.
1: definitely uh, also more of that um you know, um, I need you to, like, suck on me and, like, not miss making eye contact while you're doing it because that's what Dracula does.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot about eye contact in this one. Yeah. Although his eyes are different in uh, than in horror. There's not quite as, like, bloodshot because I remember that those contacts really were a pain for him to wear.
1: <laughs> I just think that the uh, the the uh, overly sexual overtones of this movie are very prevalent, again, you know. Come over here, kneel down, and suck on me while not missing eye- – like, the entire time, she's just, yeah. like, looking up at him like, yes, I will do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's blood, not what we're trying to make a joke about. <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah, again
2: – I, I also want to point out that um, I don't, Dracula doesn't show up till 45 minutes into this Jesus movie. Jesus
1: Christ. It's like the you...
2: halfway point.
1: Charles much- tries to be a badass and grab a sword, and he uh, nearly strangled to death by Dracula.
2: Yeah, Dracula. After Dracula grabs the sword from him and breaks it in half, <laughs> like a badass.
1: Right. Um, Barbara's transformation, or her character's transformation to a vampire, is done so fast.
2: Oh yeah, I thought the same thing. She also looks rather like human still. I mean, she's got the fangs, but she's not like they didn't put any pale makeup on her or anything. The whole movie, but she does a great job. She looks. Her little gown is nice. <laughs>
1: I'm person. just assuming that when you become a vampire, that means you got to show them titties.
2: Exactly. Which, hey man, that's cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're 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 embracing your own sexuality. You're doing this for you, not for them. I totally get it. That's why you show your cleavage. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Okay. Um, again, still, it's very strange that that is the first thing that happens to females in vampire movies. It's uh. They're all conservative and buttoned up, and then it's just, like, sexual openness and just, like, I'm going to let you into me in every way possible.
2: Right. I mean, it's, like, they go from buttoned up from, like, the neck down completely. Long sleeves. You don't see any skin at all to titties.
1: Like (laughs) that photo I sent you on Twitter? What? Remember that photo I sent you on Twitter? Yes. That's yeah. an actress who will appear in one of the either she's either in one of the act she's either in one of the Dracula films or she's in one of the other vampire movies and she is just like falling out of nothing that she is wearing.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's just See, like I, let's I, be
1: as little conservative with this dress as possible and we'll just tape it on your nipples so that way we're being pg-13
2: i like the um the contrast i i love that aspect of it that just made me think have you seen scrooge yeah That just makes me think of the scene where they have the dancers with the nipples like you can't even see her you can't really see her nipples like and that guy's really looking (laughs) that just it makes me think of that just tape the nipples it's okay they're what
1: was, fine what was dracula <laughs> prince of darkness rated oh it's unrated right there at the top of imdb unrated oh damn mm, interesting and
2: they still cut some of that some of those scenes
1: very interesting and there's like another dracula movie coming up that's like rated r and they're like why there's nothing in this and then there's a Dracula movie where they like pour crap on an actual bat. It's like, what the hell? That doesn't get an R rating. Yeah, there's a there. We'll 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 get to that movie. when We get there. There is that. There is a particular scene that the animal rights people went friggin' nuts. Um, so Charles meets the priest again after the cross burned her hand. My not say okay. So burn the hand. And then Charles meets the priest, monk, friar guy. And the friar saved the Renfield kind of character that we meet.
2: Yeah, I actually thought they said Renfield at first because I was. Then I realized they're saying Ludwig, which I know doesn't sound anything alike. But in my brain, I was just like, "Oh, Renfield! Yay!" Because he like eats little bugs and Uh stuff, still, and he's totally nuts. Just I was like, "Yay, Renfield! I love him." But uh, he pretty much does the exact same thing, you know. He he's insane. He eats the bugs. Um, and then he lets Dracula into the castle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Dracula <laughs> can't come in unless monster. he's invited. This actor would also appear in other Hammer movies, such as Frankenstein Created Woman, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, uh, Vampire Circus, which uh, uh, a movie that I thought was a precursor to Murder, She Wrote, Murder, She Said. Oh, yeah. No not even it's not connected (laughs) Sherlock Holmes and the deadly uh, necklace Sherlock Holmes and the deadly necklace Sherlock Holmes the adventures of Sherlock Holmes is smarter brother and he played Dr. Watson in like three Sherlock Holmes productions
2: oh that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah I thought he did a good job I liked liked Ludwig I mean he has like five lines if that but I enjoyed him
1: he's got more lines than Chris this is true <laughs> he was also in the Phantom of the Opera back in the day and his career went all the way back to 1934. Wow. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Sherlock Holmes and the Deadly Necklace also starred the uh the late great Sir Christopher Lee as well. Oh. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> So, they. by the way, i got to give it to Charles for trying to fight Dracula with the sword. Good job, yeah. even though you failed. But you, you figured out how to do the cross, and I guess you're a man of faith. I guess everyone was a man of faith back then, to use the cross. I think yeah, I made I this reference before, but the uh, famous uh, X-Men comic book I absolutely adore, issue 159, Nightcrawler picks up Kitty Stakes and is a man of the cross to repel Dracula after Wolverine tried to do it with his adamantium claws.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess it... Kind of goes without saying that in the 1800s, mid to late 1800s, you pretty much had to be a person of faith, uh-huh. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they all seem pretty friendly with the monastery and the priests and stuff, so I guess it would make sense
1: that that would work. It must be just the wardrobe they gave for Helen, because everything she's in, it's just pointy boobs.
2: Yes, yeah, I noticed that too.
1: <laughs> so when they corner Diana... I meant Diana has the pointy boobs. Helen got turned into the vampire. Okay. Helen got turned into the vampire. Too many women in this movie. There should be just one. There should be like one male character, one female character to to, to deal with Dracula. (laughs) Helen is captured and the friar is so calm about let's just stake her. A bunch Mm -hmm. of men gather around a woman to place their phallic object in her body again. I'm just saying the subtext is there. Somebody had a sick mind back then. Sick mind.
2: (laughs) Oh, I actually—I also thought it was really interesting the way they got her too, because usually when they stake them, you know, it's like daytime, they wait for them to fall asleep in their little coffin and they just stab them. But no, they just straight up grabbed her by her arms and legs, splayed her out on a table, and then just drove the stake through her abdomen. Even though they say heart, n- never ever do they hit, hit the heart. They always go like to the abdomen for some reason. But you know, whatever it works they get her they got her but i mean she's like fighting writhing around it was it was intense it was pretty good i liked that i thought thought helen's actress um barbara shelley she did a good job
1: i thought they would have uh i don't know i thought she would have fought more but they just need to speed through this movie because it's only an hour and a half maybe i don't know it just seems like she kind of gives up pretty quickly and then (laughs) dead
2: yeah i'd be interested to see what deleted scenes there were i mean because apparently there were some cuts going on in this um
1: but i don't know (laughs) father sebastian and charles run off to stop dracula from taking his woman they're like you know riding in on horseback like you would kind of gallantry these type of heroes then there is the climactic fight on the ice which is not really ice it's a trapdoor that christopher lee is on and the stuntman who was replacing lee for these scenes accidentally almost got killed getting trapped underneath there.
2: Yeah, I read that. He, like, almost died.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely.
2: That must have been so... That must have been really, really scary. Speaking speaking,
1: speaking, of, speaking, of stunts that gone horribly wrong, Batwoman actress Ruby Rose doing her own stunt is now in... Um, a pr- according to uh, the news report at the time that we were recording this, which is on September 29th, 2019, which is, by the way, a week away from Batwoman debuting on The CW, the lesbian mm-hmm. superhero... Uh, The actress who plays Batwoman is in surgery um, apparently today, right now, because of an injury she sustained left her partially paralyzed. Oh, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Stunt work or whatever is very, very, very dangerous. And there have been plenty of stunt people who have gotten injured. The woman who stunted for... Uh, Mila Jovovich in many of the Resident Evil movies yeah, I'm going to bring currently... this one up
2: because that's the one I heard about
1: Okay, alright, why don't you yeah. explain it
2: Yeah, so uh, Mia Jovovich's stunt actress for the final uh, Resident Evil film that's coming out What was her name? <clears throat> um, and, uh, no, 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 no,
1: no, what was her name?
2: <laughs> oh, you know I can't remember what her name was Let's see The stunt woman for Mia Jovovich for the Resident Evil movie that's coming out olivia jackson she lost an arm um doing a stunt so and i think what happened what i remember reading was that like they had originally planned a less intense stunt but then at the last minute they changed it to like a motorcycle stunt where they in the rain in bad weather where she was supposed to drive towards the camera and then the camera would lift from a crane right before she gets to it and i guess the uh the camera didn't lift in time, and it like it grabbed the skin off of part of her face, so her cheek is all messed up, and it um, really messed up her arm, and she had to get her arm amputated. So yeah, and they also to put the icing on the cake, they are not paying; the insurance isn't covering it because it was not originally in the contract. I guess because they did
1: this last minute. Oh, now she is suing the hell out of Sony, and she will win.
2: I. God, I fucking hope so. She's also Wonder Woman's stunt actress. And she's like, this is my livelihood. My, This is what I do. I need my face and I need my arms. Like, I would be so fucking pissed.
1: I'm sorry. You need your arms no matter what you do in life. <laughs> right? God created a man and a woman with two arms and two legs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially for stunt work. And especially if she's doing big, big stunt work, like for uh, Wonder Woman. Right. So- she obviously didn't need the like the money for the Resident Evil one. I think Here's, she just had been doing it.
1: Yeah, and God only knows what did she stunt for? No, she would not be able to then stunt for um, Gal Gadot in the sequel. Then, if this happened right. prior to that, because uh, that Resident Evil movie came out around the same time they were filming. Uh, around the time that one Let me okay. Let me start over. That movie was being filmed around the same time that the Wonder Woman was being, movie was being filmed. Because both the Wonder Woman movie and the sixth and final Resident Evil movie came out the same year. Right. So, yes. here's my question, though. Is she suing Sony or Sony and the director, who is Mila Jovovich's husband?
2: Well, that was the other thing, too. Um, I think she is suing. Um, she's suing
1: the producers... Okay, so she's not yeah. suing Jovovich's husband because Jovovich has been out in support of her sl- lawsuit and feels horrible about what happened to her. Yeah. Okay, cuz she was on set when it happened. So, and right. she has stunted for her before. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, moving on from this cuz this is a tragic story but you can go to Google all the information about. What was the name of the stunt woman again?
2: Olivia. Um, let's see. I think it was Olivia Jackson.
1: Okay, Libya Jackson. Google Libya Jackson for more information about her tragic um, lawsuit against uh, Sony Pictures, uh, who uh, recently just finally settled their problems with Disney and Spider Man's coming back with the third film. So yes, yes. <laughs> um, but the most tragic probably stunt uh, stunt of all time that killed somebody was uh, the death of Brandon Lee on The Crow.
2: Oh yeah, so, God
1: yeah yeah. Um, so Drac can be stopped by ice.
2: Or was it, it was running water, which right, I thought it was right. but odd frozen I
1: got, in the, ice. The whole water
2: thing makes sense, but just running water?